So today, um, Tanjiri and Sengunagudu have come uh, together with a group of friends as representatives of Wat uh, on the occasion of having just taken over the responsibility of being the abbot there and the vice abbot and um, to, to meet Tanajananan here and um, the duty of looking after the monastery in Vatpananachat is a sacrifice and uh, to uh, hold the title of being an abbot is done for the sake of peace and for the sake of um, the good, good way of structure and orderliness in the monastery which um, has been transferred from Wat Nampapong over Nampaliam all the way down to the um, disciples of, of the monastery and Wat uh, has got many branch monasteries and many uh, students and disciples and Wat um, Nampapong is a forum for those and former adults, many, many former adults have already moved to the west and uh, taking over responsibility there in spreading Buddhism to unknown countries um, and taking over responsibilities there whereas um, now um, the, uh, the generation here has to take over responsibility back here in Thailand and um, this is done in a way where we also practice while looking after the monastery and uh, we're making ourselves useful both for ourselves and for others at the same time like to create benefits for oneself and for others is a teaching that Rampakshara says very much and uh, many times this expresses itself in having metana in teaching and um, bringing in one's human resources into the spreading of the Dhamma, the spreading of Buddhism. The Dhamma itself has been passed down to us from uh, the great Dhamma Dutta, the King Asoka, um, via Sri Lanka to Thailand. And uh, it has always um, managed to increase faith in those who haven't yet had faith and uh, to make the faith um, stronger in those who already have the faith. Um, for us it means that we practice in order um, to arise this faith and practice in accordance to the principles that our teachers um, have uh, applied and have inherited from their own teachers for example from Lungkuman and then knowing and seeing the Dhamma by ourselves and understanding it we can then spread it to others and the principles that are important in those teachings by Rinpoche are starting with Sila in the good foundation of the Vinaya, the monastic um, rules, and then uh, with having mindfulness, Sati, they reach all the way to the training of the mind, the Bhavana, to make the mind peaceful. And it implies that we work in overcoming the nivaranas, the hindrances that um, prevent the mind from being peaceful and um, gradually create a firmness in our kamatana, in our meditation practices, in our meditation objects like Uttro, Dhammo or Sangho.
and um, whatever method we, we use in the beginning may be difficult, especially if we don't do it continuously. We need to um, do our practice of meditation and bhavana on a daily basis, and um, then peace um, will um, steadily increase. And peace is difficult. Um, it is difficult for peace to arise if we don't um, apply ourselves continuously to the task of meditation. A daily practice and continuous mind, the effort of training the mind will bring fruits, and then our faith will also grow, and our minds will be filled with faith. In the beginning of our practice, we might start with reading about the teaching, and this um, triggers sata, this causes sata to arise, faith in the practice, and we're um, aiming, we have got um, goals of um, setting the teaching into the practice, but many times we doubt about what is the right way to practice, uh, is the way that we chose the right way, we've passed many teachers and many centers before, and uh, now we've met the teaching of Lopo and uh, the teaching of Lopokacha, we can say, stresses very much to have sati. And sati, mindfulness, um, means to have attention um, towards what the mind does when the mind meets a, an, an object of, uh, of the mind, the dhamma, aramana, an aroma, as they say in Thai. An object that um, impinges on the mind, um, say, that comes to the eye seeing something, the ears hearing something, a contact, um, uh, a dhamma, aramana arises in the mind. And what does the mind then do? Will the mind move? when the arum, the hits it, or will it uh, waver like the leaves that are blown by the winds, um, or um, are we reacting to uh, the object of our mind, are we reacting with uh, agree, agreeing to it, or disagreeing, liking it, or disliking, are we shaken by it, are we um, averse to it, or are we attached to it? Lopata very much stress that we need to observe the mind, and to observe the mind is a way of seeing the Dhamma. Um, how, how is our mind like? What is it like when, whenever it meets um, uh, a phenomena that is either agreeable or disagreeable to us, something that we like or we don't like, that we even um, are averse to? Um, how is the mind? when it's in the middle, when it doesn't hold on to any of these uh, reactions, when it, is, um, in, when it has found the middle way, when it's neither liking nor disliking. This is the peaceful mind. This is the mind that is in the middle. So we use sati in order, in order to understand the phenomena arising in our mind, and to know reality, and know it in a way without either liking it or disliking, no favors for it or no aversions. And then pity, like rapture and joy arises, sukha and uh, bliss and uh, gladness of the mind. And the the sati in this function makes the mind clear and radiant, and concentration becomes firm, and we turn towards 
having sati as a bhujanga, one of the enlightenment factors. And all these things work together and uh, center around each other. Um, but how do we um, use sati um, in a way that uh, works together with reflecting on reality? If there's no uh, meditation word that we use, no parikama, uh, then our mind usually will drift off into proliferation, into fantasies, into making things and constructing things, and wisdom, panya, won't arise. And uh, with no energy and laxness, um, no strength of the mind, it starts to waver, it um, shakes. And so, in those situations, we must. Um, protect the mind by austere, by a virtuous conduct um, which controls um, our bodily and, um, and our verbal actions. And in order to keep sila, we need to know our thoughts and restrain our thoughts, keep the thoughts and uh, keep our mind and keep our actions in the framework of sila. And Siva brings peace of body and speech in that way. Because our mindfulness may not be perfect, and we may lack it from time to time. Therefore, we need Siva to protect us. And whenever we experience feelings of love and hate towards certain phenomena, we need to have patient endurance, we need to bear with it. And, uh, uh, this is called autonomy. Uh, autonomy means the control. Uh, autonomy is the control um, about our emotions that come up. And with this kind of um, restrained way of using sila and sati, sati will give rise to panya. Panya is wisdom. And whenever um, we use this wisdom to reflect on um, our mind states, and whenever sensual pleasures, when sensual desires, raga arises, we use skillful means to counter that. We, we need to reflect on the body in the way of um, uh, that the upachaya, our ordination uh, preceptor, taught us to reflect on the parts of the body, and the body is. Um, um, consists of various parts, 32 parts of the body, Kinsaloma, Nakadanta, Tacho, the root meditation objects that we were taught in the ordination ceremony, or the 10 uh, ways of reflecting on Asupa, uh, unattractive parts of the body. And these um, skillful means to counter Raga um, may lead to animita, a sign, or a mental image, but this may not always um, be present from the beginning. We need to cultivate that. And for cultivating animita, we use sanya first. We use um, our uh, memory and our, uh, the images that we have like, on, on the level of sanya. And uh, using the sanya about um, asupa kamatana um, gradually increases samatha, increases peace. Um, applying the mind to the asupa sanya makes peace arise. And then um, this peace will help us in reflecting on the fact that um, the, uh, these parts of the body or the, um, our body itself is not beautiful, it is empty and it is not attractive. This makes us feel more 
are at ease and peaceful with the nature of the body. So we use sanya and memories or um, the perceptions of a body being um, not attractive and peace arises out of that and samadhi develops um, in the beginning stages and with samadhi in the beginning stages samadhi in concentration and peace of mind and this then supports panya which gradually increases so in the beginning we need to put forth a lot of effort and try uh, um, in order to see the body as it is and in the beginning we might not see it as, as a nimitta as, a, as a, um, uh, an image, a mental image that rises when we meditate but we use um, the sanya, the perception that we have in our mind and hold on to this in order not to proliferate in order not to have our minds go astray towards um, its constructions we really need to then um, we really need to see um, we hold on the sanya in order not uh, to proliferate until we really see that the body isn't beautiful and eventually we will in fact understand that the body isn't is truly unbeautiful first we uh, use the sanya aramana in our mind to create this perception and then uh, gradually it change, changes um, and panya arises it, panya arises out of our thinking out of um, our, contr- our, out of our thinking process and uh, applying the mind to the perception of um, the body as not beautiful. We can use various um, skillful means and various ways of seeing the body in terms of bones, uh, a rotten corpse, uh, decaying corpse after a few days, covered with maggots, and uh, leaving nothing uh, but um, bones behind and uh, this is called asupasanya the perception of the unbeautiful and this bringing up those images in our mind will lead to an understanding and this um, brings peace on the level of, um, of how much we apply our minds to this um, image of the body and it brings peace in order um, to our relation to our sensual, uh, sensual desires like if whenever sensual feelings arise we don't react with agreeing to them and eventually we see um, the impermanence and the suffering and the uh, not self in the phenom- phenomena that arise or take them to the level of emptiness this is what is called vipassana inside Lopachal many times stressed that this kind of knowledge is nothing else than knowing knowing the body as a body the body is just the body it's not a self, it is not us so we use those um, samyas or kasupa to understand that the body is just the body and we use nothing else but the knowing seeing the body um, becomes clear uh, because we have applied sati and we have directed sati to the body this is why the Krubhajans don't teach us much more nothing else than keeping mindfulness of the body it's simple teachings like 
keeping awareness of the body is um, in the four postures and then Kubachans don't um, go very much into details they say very much it is a keeping of mindfulness of the body and uh, in, in terms of uh, Asupa Sanya and uh, reflecting on the body and sometimes the Pasana go together whenever um, we see clearly and we feel a relief of attachment through seeing the body as the body this is Vipassana, seeing clearly and having an understanding whenever feelings of the body becoming light and at ease um, arises or gladness, rapture and joy comes up we might not want to reflect very much further on the body as the body and the reflection about um, the body as an unattractive thing is a coarse object of the mind and we might have the wish just to only stay with contemplating the mind and looking at the mind and this happened to Tanajana himself when he was um, asking Rumpacha to leave Rumpacom in order to live in a seclusion Rumpacha uh, advised him to keep looking at the body even though Tanajan would like to contemplate the mind itself and Rumpacha um, he kind of um, advised him not to um, really believe one's thoughts not to believe oneself and if one's samadhi, if one's power of mind, firmness of mind, concentration is not yet fulfilled, is not yet enough uh, then one should keep reflecting on the body and look at the body and analyze the body and do practices as transgressing Vedana feelings and uh, stay with the body in the beginning before moving towards the mind um, practices that are related to the body as meditation objects are as we know for example anapanasati to know the breath and to watch the breath as it goes in and out of the body and this, these practices uh, will help us to overcome the fetters of Siddhapatapalanasa Vichikita uh, and Sakayaditi and we will take us all the way to the attainment of the Dhamma for example, seeing the elements seeing the body as elements seeing the, the earthness in the body seeing the solidity of the wind moving the fire, the heat, the energy and seeing the reality of the body in terms of elements is a good reflection as a way of applying the mind with mindfulness to the body in terms of elements Beginning with the elements, we start gradually to see that there is no self in what we believe to be our body. And we, we start with taking the body apart into elements and we understand that there is no self. We start seeing anicca, tikka and anatta. And when then raga and dosa and moha arises in our mind, we see that it is not ours either. This is called Maka Samadhi. Sila, Samadhi and Kamya work together. They come together in union. This is when the Noble Eightfold Path goes together and uh, one understands that there is really no self. But for the beginning steps, we start with having faith. Faith in the training and 
making an effort in the practice arousing energy and trying to walk the ways of the Kruvajans and having faith in the path that they went before and the um, meditation techniques that they have applied to their training and using their recommendations following the ways of the Kruvajans and this means to use mindfulness mindfulness directed to the body and to try to practice keeping up more mindful of the body so we all start with our great wish for freedom from suffering not yet knowing the path we read about the Dhamma and get into contact with the teaching but it still leaves doubts leaves doubts and we start to arise uh, to arouse the power in our minds and eventually we meet the teachers teachers like Rinpo and uh, who encourages us to continually walk the path and keep on walking, keep on practicing and uh, working at the practice, arousing Sattā uh, through the model of the Ajahn that teaches us and practice to have mindfulness increasingly and to, um, to practice to be mindful whenever the hindrances arise make the hindrances cease and practice experience experiencing peace of mind the stillness of the mind other level to other way up to the level of Vedana feelings seizing and seeing that when we have mindfulness continuously and peace stillness arising this is not us this is not ours seeing all these these phenomena are all just anicca dukkha anatta we take the practice on seeing the body as not beautiful and the more we reflect on the body as unbeautiful the more the mind gets beautiful we attain to the beautiful mind knowing the reality of the unbeautiful body we get this disenchanted with the body we feel a feeling of uh, sangwega and urgent dispassion um, urging us on to increase our faith in the teachings of the Buddha and that the, what the Buddha found in his teaching is true and we get this passion we feel disenchanted with the world we start with deriving some wisdom from reading the teachings hearing the teachings then we develop the practice and the practice is, takes us to seeing the truth about the body and to seeing the truth about the Dhamma we see the truth by dividing the body into elements and khandas and to um, seeing the unattractiveness and the unbeautifulness of the body but we have to begin with sattā we have to begin with having sattā faith uh, in, inside the effort the effort to continually be mindful and the mindfulness becoming stronger and focused becoming samadhi samadhi then uh, installing panya in our minds real panya that then again nourishes our faith as we have seen the fruits um, of our, our mind of our application of the mind of our samadhi of our efforts in mindfulness 
then we feel that pity arises, rapture and joy. And once we have the feeling of pity arising, then our satan, our faith in the practice, decreases even more. Samadhi, faith, and the effort to keep practicing, all these things work together. They nourish each other. And eventually, we see a bigger perspective of Anicca in this world, in every part of this life. And we see that everything, every creature, everything in this world needs to die, needs to cease, needs to fade away. We can't find any essence in the world. Seeing this creates even more faith in the Buddha's teaching. A faith that where there is no wavering, and a faith that is firmly established, a firm faith, an unshaking faith. And whatever problems arise will seem to us are even more increasing our understanding of the teachings of the Buddha or the nature of Anicca Dukkha Like problems arising leads lead to an increase of understanding, but also pity and rapture and joy arising leads to our mind, mind being even stronger and we uh, start to uh, separate the citta from the aramanas, the mind from its mind objects, the chit um, from the aram. And then samadhi becomes strong. We can separate what is the mind and what are the phenomena, and then nibbana is really close. The Kumaras tell us, don't believe yourself too much. Use mindfulness, use samadhi, until you can separate the mind and the objects of the mind, the jit and the unknown. We need to take many steps so we can see the Dhamma. Now, we have to incline our mind towards the practice, practice and keep the mind turning towards the practice and moving on with the steps about the practice and not care about the external phenomena. Keep um, towards, keep inclining towards mindfulness and the body becomes light and light. The mind becomes light. We start um, to see to see that the body and the mind are actually actually separate phenomena. The mind becomes focused to oneness and even get, gains even more strength. And then reflecting on anicca continually increases our faith and increases our unwavering understanding of the Dharma and. The effort goes by itself. There's no need to push the effort, but the effort nourishes itself. And all the beginning that we started with patient endurance then goes um, in a natural way by itself. And we can nourish ourselves, sustain ourselves in the practice. And thinking that one day I will, we will reach the end of this, this practice. So we all have the wish to one day see another Dhamma, and one day we will see another Dhamma if we start with the right motivation, with setting our minds right on the course. Then we will one day see the Buddha, see the Dhamma, and attain to Vimuti, the liberation from all holding on to things, like from Upadana, from 
being something, from being a being or being a self, we will understand um, what a release it is to be free from Upadana. Siva Samadhi Panya, they work and they churn together, they churn around each other, they increase each other and they get round. Siva Samadhi Panya go together and then we will see very clearly if those uh, three factors of the path work together, we see the Dhamma, we attain to seeing the Dhamma. But why is it that it takes so many years? It is because we need to build up our parameters, to build up Barami, to uh, gradually um, bomb Barami. Bomb means to, um, like, um, to really uh, train the Barami. And then the enlightenment factors will come together by themselves. If our parameters, our spiritual potential is full, then the enlightenment factors come together. And this works by itself. But um, and we can see that uh, in our practice we can we need to start with um, our effort to be um, uh, doing the practices on a small scale like we um, practice somebody for five minutes first and we um, can sit meditation for short times and then we increase it because we don't give up and we keep uh, nourishing our effort and we apply ourselves and then we gradually become more focused. We gradually become used to more, be, be more focused, focused, and uh, the mind gets more still. And the doubts about the practice that we are um, doing gradually cease. The practice starts to recruit, and sometimes we might be in samadhi for months without any hindrances, and to have a feeling and an experience uh, to have. Samadhi, concentration of mind and focus of mind for long periods of time without being obstructed is the result of our effort. The more effort we put forth, the more fruits we reap and eventually we see things as uh, that we take as our body as merely as elements and uh, we start to see the reality of our life and the reality of the body. The practices to start with are practices of composing the sense faculties, Indriya Sangvara. So when the eye sees something, the ear hears something, the nose smells something, and so on, we don't get carried away by it, but we keep composed, we keep um, restrained in uh, the use of our Indriyas, our faculties, the sense faculties. Um, uh, if we eat a lot, then we'll be drowsy, we won't be able to practice because we are overwhelmed with tiredness. And in terms of keeping the body awake, we try to sleep little. We try to put forth effort and uh, decrease the time of sleeping. So we maintain a sense of having energy and we increase our feeling of motivation. But we need to find the right balance, especially with sleep. Sometimes, um, what the teachers tell us, like four hours of sleep may be not the right amount, but five hours may, so we, we try to keep an aim of uh, balancing our energy with sleeping, with eating. If we eat too much, um, eating gets out of control, then we won't, be, we won't have enough energy for meditation. So we need to train ourselves to eat just as much 
as we need for having the right energy for our practice. Similarly, when speaking, um, speaking little is conducive to be uh, developing peace, peace of mind. So, uh, speaking little will help us to be in control of our thoughts and of the objects of mind that, um, that we nourish. So, we have to uh, control and uh, refrain from speaking a lot. Because uh, we have the wish to develop samadhi. We all want to get samadhi, but we don't lay the foundations. We don't do the necessary preliminary practices. We don't build the, the foundations that we want to have the result of getting uh, firm meditation. The teachers, like Sampacha, always advise us in our practice not to follow our likes and dislikes, not to be drawn to what we want and what we don't want, what we are um, attracted to and what we are averse to. Bhopal Chal stressed the training of the mind. The training of the mind means supply the mind to all kinds of activities and uh, to reflect on the requisites, the four requisites that we use uh, the ropes and the arms food, and to reflect on the purity of how we attain those requisites that we need for life how we attain, obtain them from people in a pure way and then use them in a pure way, use the requisites and reflect on them. This is um, practice of the mind, being mindful. And the practice of the mind in this way leads to a seizing of the five hindrances, and so on. These four five factors that hinder the development of the mind uh, will get less and freedom from the hindrances brings clarity of mind and then one sees anicca dukkha anatta. Please ask some questions. It's time to ask questions. So the question was how to deal with um, mind, mind, the mind getting out of control and proliferating and whether Tanajan has had some skillful means in order to, um, to help the mind not to take off into proliferation. And Tanajan said, well, most of the time the mind runs into the future, so keep the mind in the present and tell, tell yourself, teach yourself, everything that is going to come is not sure. There's no, no, no way uh, that one can be sure of the, the thoughts about the future and to keep in mind that everything that arises, everything in life will die away, will be otherwise, will not be sure. And this is one of the main teachings that one can keep in mind in order to stop the mind from proliferation, proliferating. And uh, yeah, one can think about death 
questing, uh, waiting for one in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, and every time of the day, keep Maranamsati as a meditation practice, like to think about death, recollect death, and the uncertainty of life. And one has to kind of fight with the thinking, that match the thinking with the thoughts of death. Like any thinking that gets out of hand, we encounter with the thoughts of death. And uh, um, in the end, like, um, these, these thoughts cut off proliferations. But using any kamatana that we are skilled in is okay in order to cut off proliferations. It can also be good role. But many times, Rupa Chan taught um, that one can use death and, uh, in order to um, feel cut off from feelings of love and hate or liking, disliking, liking, wanting to have, wanting to be. And he always said, all these things are not sure. Don't um, use um, those thoughts and um, get carried away with them. And in a way, we use the sanya um, in order to counter um, the, the mind going off. So sanya, the, the, the recollection and the, um, um, the um, keeping in mind death, the sanya aramana is actually very close to panya. Like it's very linked to having the wisdom, seeing that death is to come, and this is called Maranamusati, recollection of death, keeping death in mind. ตามที่ผมเข้าใจก็อ่าอาจารย์ว่ามีสองมีสองขั้นตอนขั้นตอนแรกก็ดูร่างกายดูดูร่างกายขั้นที่ขั้นที่สองก็ดูจิตแต่
and or the reactions of the mind as with positive, good, beautiful thoughts that these are not sure and that they're not uh, not um, reliable. So one needs to teach one's mind when one is seeing these things. Um, teach one's mind not to like or dislike the phenomenon, you know. and then the mind can become peaceful as well. Say it sees the illusion Maya in the beautiful, and um, for example, flowers, beautiful flowers, <coughs> the leaves, um, and then um, turns the mind towards seeing the decay. You know. it, it is teaching one's mind not to um, get frustrated, fall prey to liking things, and then. Uh, if the mind then becomes peaceful, one needs to keep watching it. Thank you. 